Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Grand final week. It's finally here. Breaking news. The big opinions. Last minute goss from inside the locker room. If it's grand final news you need, get it right here. The Triple M Grand Final Scrum. Yeah, g'day everybody. Well, it's a grand final week and uh, we are counting down the days. Can't wait. It's Maroon here, by the way. And joining me for this edition of the Grand Final Scrum, uh, one of Triple M's regulars now, the great man, Aaron Woods. How are you, Woodsy? I'm really good, Maroon. Good to see you. Always. And good to see our, our other main men here. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, Wade Graham, he, like he, he got to the finals. Wade, are you been a little bit more busy than, than Woodsy? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I have noticed the amount of shifts Woodsy um, picked up throughout the year. Yeah. Jeez, he's taken to it, hasn't he? Yeah. I'm just taking Maroon shifts. He's filthy on me. I taught him well. I said, look, if there's work on. So consequently, Triple M had a function down at the beach the other day. I won't say what beach. And who do you think was in the Paddle Pop Lion suit? <laughs> it was our man Woodsy <laughs> getting an extra urn. But uh, let's talk about, first of all, before we get into the GF boys, the Dally M's last night. You're looking a little bit, you're looking a little bit off colour there, <laughs> Wado. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit large. No, it was a good night uh, having all the, the men and the women there celebrating the year. And our main man, Nico, Hi- uh, Nico Hines, coming away with the, the big prizes and Fortunately and unfortunately for me, our other boys went home early. Right. And Nico wanted to have a little bit of a celebration. Yeah. So he knew that me and the missus had a babysitter and that we had a room in the city. So he sort of locked eyes with me and said, mate, you're not going anywhere. So. And let's just say it doesn't take too much to twist your arm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we did have a bit of a celebration. Um, and I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear, but you know what? You gentlemen are going to bring me back. This chat's yeah. going to bring me back, and let's dive into this grand final yeah, stuff. But hang on, did he didn't ruin your? Um, you know, I know what it's like when you got little kids. You get the hotel. <laughs> Don't tell me he stayed at the hotel. No, no, no. He ended up back at Cronulla. Um, he probably would have come back to the hotel mm. if he could have. Yeah. But my missus sent him packing eventually. <laughs> um, but he had, he would have had media commitments and that this morning, as you do when yeah. you're a Dalian winner. So, but no, it was a good night. Honestly, we we hung out. We caught up with a lot of the boys. Like I know. He, like Cameron Munster and uh, Benny Hunt, we had a beer with them and um, floated it around. So it was a good night. He was he couldn't wipe the smile off his face. Uh, he was, yeah. although we knew we we all knew he had a great season. Um, the the way he took it out and um, the way he spoke after it is thoroughly deserved. And yeah, he, like I said, he couldn't wipe the smile off his face. We'll come back to Nico because he's worth having a really good talk about. But in the meantime, one of the many many things uh, Aaron Woods Woodsy can do, if as we find out, is the take care of the paparazzi. Get on the red carpet. Here's. Woodsy on the red carpet at last night's Dally M's. Uh, we're here to ask some funny questions, some serious questions. Let's get to it. How was Mad Monday? That was all good. Mad Monday was hectic. A couple of beers and, yeah, a few bits and hectic. Who gets Dally M for the referees? Oh, jeez. I wouldn't say Grant Atkins what happened on the weekend, but uh, other the other 12 that was there. That's a fair comment. Maybe, um, yeah, Atkins, he doesn't get it. Maybe the ref who, uh, who, who ref the Tigers game. Ref of the year. <laughs> no offense to it either. I was going to say not Ashley Klein. Uh, uh, finally, someone that agrees with me, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Be careful, you're the captain. I'll say all of them. They've been great collectively. Oh, you're kidding, mate. You didn't, you didn't need to suck like that. I'll say all of them. Worst journo. <laughs> <laughs> not answering this one. Oh, no, that's right, mate. Worst journo, jeez. All the above. <laughs> That's the best answer so far. And sit up. Come on, brother. Answers you, you're asking me questions. I don't want to be in What's the Buzz or Danny Widler's column. Buzz used to smash me every week. You know how long it took me to kiss and make. Exactly. Worst journo of the year. 
don't know. They all shit except Dave Riccio. Yeah. Oh, legend. Yeah, I reckon Dave Riccio and uh, our man Reedy probably the best too. But look, uh, you did a great job. I noticed, and Wado noticed too, Woodsy, that you've got these things for Ash Klein. Like, I mean, you're going to have to take your gr- the grip off a little bit. You're going to have to let it go. What's Ash Klein done to you, old mate? <laughs> he does uh, penalise me quite a fair bit when, yeah. we, when we get ref mm. by him. I got 10 to bin for no reason early on in the year. Mm. Wait, wait, for no reason. <laughs> Come on, Woodsy. I've played a lot of footy hey, with you, mate. That- Let's just say... <laughs> I, I love a chat on the footy field, but there's someone else who takes the cake above me. Yeah. No, I got done for uh, taking the kicker out, and I didn't even touch him. So yeah. it was the wrong That's player, wrong time. That's an accumulation of years and years <laughs> of building up, probably. Just a massive build-up, I think. I would say, Woodsy, that somehow you've still got two years left in the NRL. So somehow. I wouldn't be going too hard on the referees. i just call it how it is, Maroon. Mm. Call it how it is. Yeah, fair enough. He was the referee that missed the, the blunder up at uh, North Queensland as well, don't forget. Hmm. <laughs> Look, you know, they're only What's human. He's taking notes. Like yeah, oh, so it's on the Once I get a little, you know, <laughs> once I get a little look in, I'm not going to let him go. Mm-hmm. You he, pro- he better be on his best behavior this weekend because I don't want to be talking about the refs or the bunker after the game. No, well, actually, you do want to talk about that. So we'll come back to that. <laughs> now, you, you touched on it there, um, Wado. Nico Hines, what a wonderful story it is. He won the Dally M's last night. And it's a great story. It's a rags to riches story, if you like. It wasn't that long ago he was playing reserve grade. He gets spotted, of course, by uh, Craig Bellamy in the Melbourne Storm. And then another one of the great modern-day coaches, Craig Fitzgibbon, gets him up to Cronulla. On winning the Dally M's, let's have a listen to some of what he had to say. I can't believe it, to be honest. Um, I come here so not very confident one bit. Um, I thought Benny Hunt was taking it out for sure. And, you know, I just come here tonight just extremely grateful to be here with surrounded by great players and you know five years ago I was sitting at home watching this and I was only dreaming about being here I didn't even think I'd ever be here and yeah I, honestly I've just come here just expecting to have a good night and catch up with some old friends really um you don't really play for the individual awards but um yeah it's an honor it's an honor to be here and uh, I got to do it with my mum tonight who means the absolute world to me and yeah I can't I can't thank her enough yeah, when you look at that season gone by, uh, Nico Hines has had such a wonderful impact at your club, Wado, as has uh, obviously Dale Finucan and Craig Fitzgibbon. And I think, boys, to both of you here, I guess it shows that, you know, when it comes to recruitment and rebuilding a club, it's not going out and getting half a dozen or eight blokes. It's going to get the two or three right blokes. Yeah, it's, 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 it is tough sometimes because, you, mm. you know, to get those right blokes and to get the combination right doesn't always um, come to fruition. But you, you're right. You need to get the right people first. It's going to fit in with your club and your expectations and um, the direction you think you want to go. Um, getting that balance right with the existing squad. You know, there's a combination of the coaching style, where, like where you want to see the club advance to in the future. It's, it's always a delicate balance. But those guys you just mentioned, you know, Dale... Kia McInnes, obviously Nico, mm. but they're pretty three like three easy guys to work with, right? They come in, they work hard, they're they're genuine blokes. Like you just heard the way Nico speaks, he's authentic when he speaks. He's a genuine person. That's why it's easy to, to like him, right? Up on stage, like even if you played against him and and lost this year or had some you know thoughts about him, you can just you, you can't help but like him just because he's a genuine and authentic person. And I think that radiates out of him and it draws people to him. You know, I, I know Dalf in the camera well. He's he's an absolute. He's got to prepare to a T. Like he's, yeah. he, what is it? The dots the I's and crosses the T's like you wouldn't believe. But I knew what he'd bring to Cronulla. But Nico Hines, like you see him play 14 fullback for Melbourne. And then he's come across as the chief playmaker. He's playing halfback. You know, you've got Matty Moylan, who's obviously had a, a couple of quiet years. It looks like he's just taken all the pressure off Moisa. Moisa's had one of the best years I've seen play in a long time. And to see how he's handled 
being the chief playmaker has been absolutely unbelievable. I think he's proved so many people wrong because when a lot of people like get out of that Melbourne system, they can't perform to the best they normally have. And he's excelled and, and he's made that Cronulla side even better. Like, absolutely outstanding. He broke the record, 38 Dally M points. You've never mm, seen that before. Yeah. Absolute credit to him. Yeah, well, it's, he's got to take all the credit. He wanted to take that step, right? He, he wanted to be that guy. He wanted to be the man, the number one half-ball playmaker in a team. And he's a bit of a different story, like leaving Melbourne. He was there and he was stuck behind, you know, Keir Munster, Jerome Hunes and, and, and Pappenhausen. So it's not as if there's no, exactly. guys who are slouches in front of him. So he, all he was doing was seeking an opportunity. And, and we saw last year when he did get an opportunity at Melbourne, how well he played and, you know, how valuable he was to the team. And, he was after an opportunity where he believed he could take that next step. Yep. He came to training confident game one, uh, day one. He applied himself. He believed in himself. He he worked hard with the team, you know, and and he's got the fruits of his of his hard work at the end of the year. And like you said, he's just a general bloke. Like we we lost his twice this year, and, and both times after the game, he just sits there and has a yarn. How are you going? How's the family? Like the footy's just you know he's just like wiped it across. And I get back in the sheds and I'm like, mate, this bloke, oh, I yeah. can't not hate. I can't <laughs> yeah. not like him because he's an absolute champion. Then when you yeah. walk out of the out of the ground, there he is. He's he's signing you know uh, fans uh, jerseys, not even just sharks, but like dragons as yeah. well. So. Mm. Genuine person, really good. And in that speech he come up with, absolutely outstanding. Yeah, interesting to hear a little bit about his, his childhood and his family and how he's – it's just a really good story. Um, and as it is for the Sharkies this year, Wado, it's a good story. It, it didn't end the way you would have wanted it to. In particular, I think that final game, that Souths game, you know, I don't know that Souths were that good. It was just for some reason you just saved a bad performance for the most important game. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair for sure. I think it's it's – it's been hard to process, right? Because we need to, you know, when you do your season review, you look back, you try and work out, you know, where we can improve or where we went wrong. And it's hard to separate the last two weeks, the most important two weeks, the two finals games with the the, the rest of the season. Because if you look at just the rest of the season in isolation, like we took great strides forward. Um, there was certainly a progression of the team and, um, you know, the style we played with, the belief in each other, the confidence, you know, and, just the way we defended too. Like we were one of the best defensive teams of the year. And you look at that in isolation and you go, you know, you can probably be really happy with where we were if you look at the expectations preseason. But then because mm. of the body of work we put together and, and where we ended up um, putting ourselves on the competition ladder, you can't ignore the fact that we just didn't get it done and didn't play well enough in the finals. And we mm. just didn't give ourselves an opportunity in both games. We leaked over 30 points and it's just, you Cannot be successful at this level if you're leaking that many points, especially in the big game. So we got plenty to look at, um, plenty to build on, but there's no doubt we, we'd finish, we're disappointed with the way we finished for sure. Oh, I reckon he's our next ending year, and that's, that's probably why it's probably the most disappointing finish was that you just come second. No one, probably a lot of people just thought you just would be in the eight. Um, and that last game, you, you lose Talakai, you lose Royce Hunt, who they've been playing out of their skin this year. Um, you know, but the other thing as well is you did, you played a lot of the year without Braden Hemlin Ueli. You gave a lot of young kids a debut. You know, Dykesy. Um, there's a, a young middle forward off off the bench a couple of times. I can't remember his name, but he was he was Jesse Collins. Jesse Col yeah. Collins. Yeah, he he's going to be a star of the future. He just does his job. I reckon someone like that he's going to really relish being with Finnecane and um, you know McInnes because they just all work hard and you know they just reflect on the side and that's just the type of players you want in Cronulla because that's the, sort of the culture you've got down there. So yeah, I think you sort of. You, just because he's had such a good year, it's that's what makes it frustrating in the end. But if he had said you finished second at the start of the year, yeah. you'd probably take that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like that's like I said, when you, when you look at the season in isolation, there's no doubt we yeah. can be proud of a lot of the things and a lot of steps forward and progress we made. It's just hard 
because of the position we put ourselves in to look at the reality that we didn't play well in the finals. We didn't play when, when it mattered most and we just didn't give ourselves an opportunity, but you live and you learn, the game continues. Um, and hopefully lots of fire and a lot of those, you know, a lot of the bellies of the younger boys That's have been it. there now experienced it and they want to take that next level. You got to, the majority of our crew, you know, the team, you know, the Britton McCorras, the Braden, uh, sorry, uh, Blakey Braley's, the Teague Wilton's, Ronnie Multalos, these guys are just scratching the surface. Yeah, so they're just getting into the best part of their careers and, with Craig Fitzgibbon there, you know, we're just scratching the surface of hopefully what will be a really good period for the club. Mm. just want to get back to the Dally M's for a second. The coach of the year is Todd Payton. Now, this is his second year at the Cowboys. It's kind of like last year he got there. He had to, he had to destroy the house, wreck the house, and rebuild it this year. And they've gone from second last last year to a game away from the grand final this year. And Woodsy, you know Toddy Payton pretty well. Yeah, look, as Pretty much unbelievable, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people at the start of the year had them to be wooden spoon favourites, and um, especially with the way they finished last year. I think they came 15th last year. Mm. Uh, they had all the disruption about, you know, Tamalalo playing less minutes. Um, it must have been something that they addressed in the off-season because he's had an absolutely outstanding year, Jace. Um, you know, it just shows you that when the players play for you, it's, it's just a complete different side because not too much change with their roster up there. You know, they obviously got young Chatty Townsend, not young, old Chatty Townsend, who's just <laughs> sheer to sip around. We know what he's like. Yeah. Uh, he's been an assistant with us and Wade. Like, he's probably uh, one of those players that if you give him a game plan, he'll go out and direct it to a tee. And, and he probably gives other players outside of him confidence. And it looks like he's done that to Drinkwater, um, young Tommy Dearden. And a lot of the, the young players that have been up in that system, they're, they're playing origin, you know. Nenai, he's rookie of the year. Dalian back row of the year. He's played for Queensland. Uh, Murray Tulungi on the wing. You know, you've even got blokes like Colin Hess, who's 18th man. He's played a couple of origins back in the day. So to see how he's brought them on, it's it's been really good for him. Uh, I had a good chat with him last night at the Dally M's. And obviously, he's a bit like Wader, you know. He was really happy with how the year was, but he's just real disappointed with the finish. He wanted to get that one step further. Mm. Our man, Brent Reed, or Mr. Peabody, as you know him, <laughs> Wado, he, he suggests that next year the Cowboys should start as premiership favourites. Now, I don't know, you as a player, you probably wouldn't want that tag. You wouldn't want to be favourites. But do you think that's a fair rap on the Cowboys? Um, I, I don't think the players will buy into it at all. You don't really, as a player, I don't, I don't think in my career I've ever wondered about who's the favourites or who's what. Yeah. You're just worried about going about your business and improving as a team. But I'll just, you know, back up Woodsy's sentiments. Like that, their whole football program needs a pattern. About. I know Toddy Baton was up in front and got the award. But their footy program, whoever's running up there, needs to be congratulated because they identified the players that they needed. Um, and one was Chatty Townsend. They went out and signed him, and too much. There was a lot of criticism, right? How's yeah, he going to go up there? Yeah. And and uh, what they paid him yeah. too was an issue. And what what he was, how he's going to combine with Tommy Dearden, and where he was going to fit, where was Drinkwater going to fit? And there was a lot of outside criticism, but they obviously knew exactly what they needed in their program. They went and got the guys that they thought would do the job, and then. They developed the rest, and and look at them now. They're they're such, in a, such a strong position. All these guys are. Again, we talked about our team. A lot of our players come into the best parts of their careers. Well, they're in the exact same boat. And when they when the footy's humming up in North Queensland, it's a tough place to go. It's a it's a one team town. It's a you know rugby league heartland up there. So they you know talk about good periods. They look like they're at the very start of a really good period. That team. Mm. All right, boys. Uh, Triple M will be right across the grand final on the Triple M uh, that you, that is in your area or via the listener app. We've got the 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 women's game, the men's game, uh, but on the grand final scrum, let's take a look at this rivalry because if you are, uh, you know, you often hear about the Rabbitohs Roosters rivalry. It's a corker, but 
if you don't know the geography of Sydney, Parramatta is about 25k west of Sydney, and then 25k further on west is Parramatta. A oh, Penrith, I beg your pardon. So, you know, and the only thing that separates them is highway. So it's a great local derby, Parramatta and Penrith. Uh, they've both had players, a lot of players play for both clubs. They've traded barbs over the years. There have been a lot of separate issues. It's a tremendous rivalry, this rivalry. I think people outside of Sydney probably don't grasp how much of a rivalry it is. But, Wado, you played. You're a Penrith junior. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's um, it, for me growing up, it was the biggest rivalry we had. The, it starts in the juniors as a you know, a genuine dislike in the juniors, especially in the Harold Mats and the SG ball competitions, just because how fierce the competition is. Like two of the biggest nurseries, um, the teams, you know, I was lucky enough to play in teams that were always stacked and we always had a lot of good players. We were always successful. But the 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 team who gave us the most run for our money was Parramatta because they were also a stacked team. And it like I remember little things like in high school. So I actually went to high school in at Hill Sports, which is in Seven Hills, which was with all the Parramatta juniors. Yeah, right. But I played <laughs> I played for Penrith uh, in Penrith in the Harold Mats and little things like when Parramatta were sponsored by ASICs, their whole squads would get the ASIC shorts yeah. and all the brand new gear. And at Penrith, we didn't even get um, training gear until you made the team. Like if you're in a train on squad, you just have to rock up with some old gear on that had a Penrith badge or, yeah. or borrow it from some mates. And like, but that was like a little badge of honor. It's like, well. We'll yeah, make the team, we'll yeah. work hard, we'll get our, we'll get our stuff. Mm. And that's like little <laughs> things like that make the rivalry mm. um, what it is. But had some tremendous battles uh, against Paramount. I think, you know, all through my probably Howell Matt's SG Bourne jersey flag days, I think I only would have lost maybe two or three games the mm. whole time. And every time would have been Paramount that beat us. A couple of grand finals, they got me in, they got us in the SG Bourne grand final. We beat them in the flag grand final the same year because it was a longer season. So all these like local juniors, the Luai's, the Tottenham's, the Will Penasini's, they would have history yeah. with the other club through the juniors. And it just, it's the biggest rival there is for kids out there. Yeah, it's an amazing story, isn't it? And well, look at this Penrith side now, uh, Woodsy. I mean, now we don't know what the effect will be of Cameron Seraldo and, and and Andrew Webster leaving. So they're losing two coaches. Um I guess punters like me who just love the game, we don't know what that's going to mean. But then you think, well, they're not they're losing two coaches. We know how influential Seraldo has been. And then on the back of that, they lose a number nine in Appy Corusau and Kickow as well. But what sort of impact those two coaches do you think? Look, I think that's the hardest part about your success this day and age. You know, other blokes they get headhunted, you know, players get picked on because of the salary cap. You can't keep everyone under the same system. So I think Serrato is going to be an absolute massive loss. You know, I've spoke to a couple of players out at Penrith and, you know, one of my good mates, Scotty Sorensen, he said, that, you know, he, he wants to give his grand final ring last year. He feels like he owes it to Serrato. That's how much he's helped him, you know, regain his confidence about everything with rugby league. So he's, he's like a, a, a pretty much a, a second coach out there. You know, um, I've had Ivan before. Uh, Ivan's one of those coaches that sort of sits back and he doesn't interfere, uh, inter- interfere too much. He, he sort of just picks his moments to come and talk and, what he does is he lets his assistants take the whole session. So it's going to be a bit of a, a, a changing period. And I, I know they've got a lot of real good players. Don't get me wrong. You know, you've got your likes of Cleary, you know, Yo, you've got Edwards. Um, you know, you are losing Coruscant, who's an integral part of their spine. But from what you hear out there, Nathan does call a lot of the shots. He's like a second coach as well. But someone in, in you know, Serrata who is going to go to another club, players are going to start to say, oh, well, you know, I love playing under under. Cameron, am I going to go to the Bulldogs? Do I go to Bulldogs for less money to play under him because he's such a good coach? Yeah. Where I think they're the effects that are going to really hurt Penrith. Um, you know, they've they've done it in the last couple of years, obviously, to stay up the top. But 
to keep all these players when you're losing so many good coaches and you know your salary cap, it's going to really cause a bit of an effect. I think you know this year, next year will be sweet for them, but I think the the couple of years after that's going to really pay, take its toll. Uh, well, Wado, you would have crossed paths with Cam. I don't know if it would be at Penrith or or Cronulla. Um, or both, or did you miss we out? Just, al- we just did the miss. Oh, yeah, okay, you missed the out miss. altogether, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, missed out. Well, but he still lives in the Shire. Yeah, so I've, Mo- I've seen him around. Moises, Moises, yeah, Moises, Moises loves it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, every mate, you don't get the raps and the um, respect that he has as an assistant coach without doing being good at your job, being yeah. bloody good at your mm. job, and word of mouth, getting around from players, and there's no. There's no greater probably way to build a good solid reputation is that every player you come in contact with you has has a rap about you, mm. and then it just word gets around, right? It's, it's a pretty close knit uh, fraternity, the playing group. So if the players have a rap on you, yeah, they have a rap on you, and mm. I have not heard one bad word about Cameron Serrano as a coach. So he's obviously got an exciting, you know, challenge coming up with the Bulldogs, and he's it, it seems about the right time for him to, to take that challenge on. But I just think with the the Penrith football program, they just have it. They've set, they've got it set up right now. They yeah. got it. They got, they built a solid foundation. They've got the experienced players in. We've seen them lose. I know Kikau and Appy are, are great players and we've seen them, you know, they're going to be hard to replace, but we've seen like Matt Burton goes away. Up oh, comes yeah. Isaac mm. Targo. Mm. Right? Taylor, May. Taylor, Taylor May. May comes in. Charlie Staines. Spencer Lini. Yeah. They're just, There'll be kids out there just ready to go, mate. I'm telling you, know, ready to go. I think that's what Wado said. Well, look, the, the junior system, the nursery they've got out there, you lose one player, you gain two or three. Yeah. It's ridiculous how many, the, the, the pool of talent out there. Who do we thank for that? Gus Gould? I think it's got to be Gus. Gus doesn't seem to get a lot of the raps. He seems to get a lot of the well, the brickbats. But he, he, he did say it was a five-year plan, mm. but this probably didn't start for until the sixth year, did it? Or but did seven. he ever say it was a five-year plan? I don't, whatever, he, whatever happened... They are. Have well, now, I think I think he deserves a lot of credit. I think he, he does set, too. He set up a lot of the. Yeah. I think it was the center of excellence. He was the yeah, first the one to get pathway. that. They yeah. just had the pathways right now, and they have the the good people out there, like all the players that they just. It's their craft. Rugby league is their craft. They just go and they practice and they practice and they practice. And unfortunately, you can't keep everyone. And we see a player move on every now and again, which is the game. But with that pathway they have up there, they'll have kids. Playing SG ball this year, that in two years' time, three years' well, time, will we, be ready to go to play we, first grade. They'll be ready-made first graders with the systems they have out well, there, and that's that's the strength of the Penrith Club is their junior junior nursery. What about the system? They've won SG ball, they've won flag, they've won reserve grade. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, where yeah. do you stop? And look, I think in closing on Cameron, I think people forget what a good player he was. He had a wretched run with injuries yeah, as a young bad fella. Ankle injury, yeah, didn't yeah. yeah mm, shocking. At Gosford was it Gosford, Newcastle, yeah. somewhere up that way? Yeah, uh, boys. But the other bloke we don't know so much about. He's a nice fella, Andrew Webster. He's off to the Warriors, and I mean, you would think if he is given patient time, if he is given time, and he if he can't make it work for the Warriors, you'd have to think. They are starting to run out of time, the Warriors. Oh, look, I know Webby well. I had him at Tigers. He's a, he's a local boy around the area. Um, you know, I think the the difference between Webby and Serrata, Serrata's waited, waited for his, you know, the right time for it. I think it's similar to what Fitzy did. You know, they've got a, a really good roster. You bring in a couple of, of players to make that a real strong roster. Whereas I think Webby, you know, he, he, he's got this opportunity to coach the Warriors. You know, like you said, is this the, is this the time where we see them click or gel? Um, for me, Webby just needs to, he needs to get, you know, the Sean Johnsons, um, you know, he just needs to, to get them and tell them what system he wants from the get go. And he needs him buying in, you know, Wade Egan, he needs mm. their nine, seven, six and one 
because they're going to they're going to lead everything. They're going to direct it. But the hardest thing for him at the moment is it's a World Cup year, so you're going to have so many different players yeah. missing for the preseason. Mm. But isn't it fair though, Woodsy? that the first thing he needs to decide is with Sean Johnson, like where's his head at? Because he's the number seven. He's a senior player in the squad. Is is he 100% committed? I think he'll be 100% committed this year. You know, they're back in New Zealand. Um, you know, his wife plays netball over there. He's got a young daughter. Um, they were back and forward a lot. So he, he's a real family type person. He would have missed that. And, you know, the emotions run pretty high. Sean, he's a, you know, Wade and I both know him pretty well. He loves his family, you know. He's going to have everyone around him. He's he's uh, mum and dad now. He's got a couple of brothers as well. So, I think personally, going back to New Zealand will be the best thing for him. And I know he's got that relationship with Webby already because Webby was assistant coach at the Warriors a couple of years back. So, I mm. uh, hope he can bring out the best in him. I think you're saying that in case you run out of options in Australia. <laughs> 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 you, mate. I won't go out of Sydney, I'll, brother. <laughs> I will say one thing, you know, that's sort of hidden in this, Andrew Webb. The last coach that I remember who had real good success over at the Warriors and bring the club forward was Ivan Cleary. Yep. So he's got a mentor there right yeah. there who he mm. works with every day who, um, you know, not taking the focus away from Penrith right now, but when you need a bit of quiet time for an advice and, you know, what do you recommend over there? Even like places to live, you know, training schedules, what's, what's the club like? He's got a mentor there in, in Ivan Cleary who can share his experience. Um, and although we are competitors at, at, at heart, we're always there to help each other out and to mm. try and, you know, improve our friends along the way. So I'm, I'm sure that Andrew Webster would have had many discussion with Ivan Cleary about the move to New Zealand. He's been there too, Webby. He spent two or three years over there. So, mm. yeah, it's just something that uh, – I know it's a club that he does love. Um, but, yeah, so I, like you said, I reckon that's a great yeah, – I didn't think about that. Ivan Cleary, he spent a long time over there. Yeah, Please. and they, they played, made mm. the grand final, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they, 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 they made the, the grand Roosters. final yeah, yeah. in 2011 and uh, – and oh, Manly two. beat them. Yeah. And, and in 02, um, but Daniel he, Watson he was played, Yeah, he played. Uh, he played, Anderson of course. Daniel coaching, Anderson, yeah. I beg your pardon, yeah. Boys, let's talk about the grand final. That's why we're here. Uh, we talked about the fierce battle in this rivalry. Interesting stat to come out of this game. Thank you, my man, David Middleton. This is the first time a father and son has been um, on both sides. So obviously we've got Ivan and Nathan, uh, Jake and Brad on Parramatta. We've had, obviously, father and son teams before. The Langs come to mind, the Clearies. But both sides of the draw, we've got um, a father and son. Not that that's going to make any difference, but is this going to make any difference? Woodsy, I'll start with you. Parramatta has had the wood on Penrith this year. Grand final time, surely that means nothing. Nah, it doesn't mean anything, to be honest with you. You look at the first semi-final that they played, Penrith blew Parramatta off the park. Obviously, Parramatta in the game for the first 60 minutes. Mitch Moses goes down with the head knock on Viliami Kikau, and they sort of lost their way a little bit. Um, you know, I think we, all, we were all thinking that night about how would Nathan Cleary react to being out for five weeks. He put on absolute masterclass. It was Andrew Johnson's like performance, and, you know, they had the week off. They've had a spell. They come back and obviously started off a little bit slow against South Sydney, and the way they finished that game, they just went from strength to strength. You know, you, you, for me... Penrith need to be a little bit, a marginal bit, a bit off, and and Para need to have the game of their life because the way that Penrith are playing is absolutely outstanding. They've, they've timed their run to perfection, and I think we did a show with Gerds not long ago. They limped in last year. They were they were busted. They were hanging on by a thread. They had blokes that couldn't train, and they were just getting by. So um, for me, they've timed their run to perfection this this you know this this year. And but also, I want my good mate Mitchell Moses to have an absolute blinder. I'd love to see him go out and, and actually give him a good crack. Mm, I would love to see that too, to be honest with you. But but Wado, this is the point Woodsy makes. He says 
Parramatta are going to have to be, you know, bursting out of their skin, but Penrith are going to have to be a little bit off. What are the chances this mob are going to be a little bit off, little bit off on grand final day? Very slim. Mm. Very slim. I just thought, like I so said, I watched the game last week against South, and South had all the running early on. Got to that 12-0 lead. Penrith couldn't buy a try. They got across the line three or four times, disallowed. And you just thought, oh, they do look a little bit clunky. They got Happy Coruscant come off the bench. They, like, they do look a little bit cl- like clunky. South's looking good. By the end of the game, they, were, they did it easy. Yeah. It wasn't mm. even a contest in the end. Mm. They, just, mm. they just suffocate you and wear you down. They continually just play in their system and style, and you just got to be able to go with them. And, and no one really can at the moment. And that's all right. Well, actually, in taking that back, the only team that has troubled them in that end-to-end football is Parramatta, that they have, I don't know whether it's the old style makes fights, the way they play with their late offloads and their second phase, whether it disrupts the Penrith defensive line. But we have seen Parramatta have success um, against Penrith. So I, I, I agree with Woodsy. I feel like Penrith, are fresh, right? They 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 look like they're full of running. They look like they're they're hitting their straps. It's the last game of the year, but they look like they just they got more in them. Obviously, their players have missed a lot of footy, and they've had an opportunity to bank a whole lot of work. And Parramatta have had had a tough run. They've travelled, um, they've had tight games, hard games. So you just look like they just need one more big effort. Where Penrith are on up and up. But I was talking to Freddie. Um, on the weekend, he said he was in both sheds after the grand finals, and it was interesting to see the contrast in the sheds, right? In the Penrith sheds, it was all, they were obviously happy and excited to win, but it was more business as normal. Like there was a bit of expectation they were expected to win or that they expect themselves to be in the grand final. We're on the other side of the coin. Parramatta were just excited, super excited. There was so much happiness. It's obviously been a tough journey the last few years. They've been oh so close. So to finally get over that mountain and achieve you know, get into the grand final and have a shot at achieving what they've been after for, you know, a number of years now they've been building. It's just, it's interesting. So the week's going to be different for both teams. It's just going to come down to that night. Who turns up the best? Who who executes their plan? It's just, that's why you sort of lean a little bit towards Penrith just because they're so good at what they do. They're so confident in their system and, and, their, and their game plan. And they just go out and everyone just does it. You, you know the other thing, Wade, what do you reckon works better? I haven't played a grand final. You have, you've won one. Do you reckon it's better to have that week off before you know the the semi final and, and sort of be fresh for that game, or see Parramatta have had to keep playing and playing, so they they've got the long road. It it just depends on your squad and and how you carry like who's carrying injuries and how you've got through the back end of the year. Like in two thousand sixteen, it was perfect for us because we had a, obviously a really experienced team, a lot of um, senior guys who you know not necessarily more footy was going to be a benefit for them. The freshen up and getting a light week of training is probably more benefit. Um, but then if you have a younger crew and you're on that momentum roll and just, you want to sort of keep that momentum rolling, it's just, sometimes it is better just to keep playing yeah. because you always, no matter what, you have a week off, two weeks off, you don't completely lose it, but you're always just a little bit out of, out of sorts off, yeah, at the start. Yeah. And, we, and we've seen Penrith have those little periods where they've just been a little bit clunky, not as clinical as we're used to seeing them. But I feel like now that they've had to run under their belt, they're looking like they mm. just got more in them. But again, the way, there's just something about Paris style and the way they play it, it does seem to disrupt uh, Penrith's defensive line. Like Because Parra can shift the ball, take a short edge, and then they can shift back to the other edge through their front rowers, through Junior Borlo in the middle, and he yeah, can take yeah, on yeah. defenders mm, and find mm. offloads. So there's not much you can really... And the other thing for them is they... Penrith work hard from the inside and they want to go out and protect their halves, whereas Mitch loves to drop lane under. They yeah. love to drop their back rowers under and near Corey as well in the middle. So... It's a good, I, it's a good, it's, it's a good game, man. Styles, styles making, yeah, man. I'm telling you, yeah. it's going to be a good battle. Mm. 
I often wonder, like, because obviously I sit on the hill and have done all my life, but for, for both of you blokes, like, you've obviously played in a grand final, Wado, and Woods, you've played in many Origin games, as you both have. But let's start with your first Origin game. How, the night before, how did you sleep? Did you, what was trying to get the sleep like? First, I was absolutely rattled. <laughs> right. Because um, I was playing up at Suncorp as well. Mm. Um, well, I was 22 and just... Never been in a big like a real real big game before. It was it was probably the you know one of the biggest games ever. We went up there. Um, you just it wasn't just so much the big game as well. It was the blokes I was playing with. You know, it's guys I've watched on TV for a long period of time. There was Gao, uh, Greg Bird, you know, Anthony Watmows, Luke Lewis, and I just couldn't believe I was in the squad. Yeah, and you sort of just sit there, and the only thing it probably did with me was I did my head in about it. I was just kept thinking, oh, I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to do that wrong. And you play the game, you know, a thousand times in your head and. By the time you come to game day, you still you feel a little bit you feel a little bit off, and then you start becoming nervous and anxious. So origins are different. Yeah, it's base, different, base. It's a different yeah, base. Yeah, it's, it's like. different, and yeah. So you sort of I can't say how Wade I felt for the grand final. I've never played one, but mm. yeah, for me, I just sort of you don't want to play the game in your head before. You want to be nice and relaxed. And I think at the moment that's what Penrith got in, in front of them because they they've played three of them. Uh, sorry, two of them. This is going to yeah. be their third, mm. so they they know what to expect. They obviously haven't played one here in Sydney in front of a full house. But I think the, you know, the learning experience from the last couple of years, it's going to really help them. Wait, what about that 2016 grand final? Not going to bed the night before, but the, at the end of that game where you blokes just had to tackle your ass off <laughs> and scramble and scramble. And a couple of times it looked like it's, they're gone. Yeah, Melbourne are going to well, score. You're not, um, how, what was it? What, what, how, how did you feel when the siren went, 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 were you drained? Were you recharged? How did you feel when the siren went? Uh, when the siren went off, I was actually in the middle of the field on the ground because when they shifted to the other side of the field, I ended up tracking across and getting stuck in the middle. So when they come back across and got outside me, I was like, oh shit, we might be short out there because that's where I was supposed to be out there. But so when I turned around, the siren went and, and Ricky had made the tackle. It was like, it was, it's hard to explain, right? Because it's obviously excitement uh, and you're just so pumped and happy. But a, a big like feeling that I had was like relief. Yeah. Like we mm. did it. We actually did it. Like it's something you've been chasing since you, you know, when, when's your dream start? When you're 12 years old, yeah. 13, mm. it's like, you know, okay, I want to, I want to play. I want to be successful. I want to play first grade. I want to play first grade. I want to be a good first grader. I want to play and win a grand final. I want to win. I want to win, win a grand final. Be like one of these guys who've won one before. And you just, you just work, you work, you work, you work. And they're hard to win. It's a hard competition and they're hard to win. So to, to be able to, be fortunate enough to be in a position with a team to get the job done, to get the thing done you've been chasing. The, the, the biggest feeling I felt, apart from the excitement, was relief. I bloody did it. It's like validation of all yeah. the hard work. Yeah. Like mm. you did it, mate. Mm. You did it. So, what, what about what about when Fafita scores that try? How long did that period feel from there to the full time Hooter? But that was one of the, that still to this day is one of the hardest games I've. I've yep, ever that's played. what Fafita says I've, the same I've, thing. I've ever played, man. Like, and I. Was, like people don't give credit in that game for how good Melbourne played because we were perfect. Like we were at that first half, we were like twenty from twenty-one sets. Yeah. We had all the ball and we were running down. I think like Cameron Smith made sixty odd tackles. <laughs> like we were just on, and it was twelve nil at half time, and even at half time or ten nil. I don't know. And we're at half time, we're sitting there going, "We're on!" Like we're we're on. This is yep. this is how we exactly how we planned it. Then as Melbourne do, they were a great team. Chipped away, chipped away, found a try, found another try, hit the lead, and then sort of that that was the only time I sort of went, hang on a minute, this is this wasn't how it was supposed to go. Yeah. And then we get up the other end, the big fella does his thing, 
we get back in front and we had a good crew. We had like an older experienced crew. Yeah. They were all, mm. they were all sort of had the look in their eyes. You look around, just keep turning up, keep working. Yep. But mate, that was, like, that was a great Melbourne team. We had a great team and it was, we went toe to toe to the 80th minute. It was like the two fifteen grand final literally went to the last seconds. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the backed it up yep. the next year, it was, mm. went to the last seconds again. It was, it was a couple of really good grand finals. There, right, right boys. Now, of course, as I say, the Triple M team will call that game for you down in the boys on Triple M that uh, that is in your area or via the listener app. But, guys, I've got to get a tip. I, I'm I'm sensing you both think Penrith will win the game. Woodsy, why? I just think just the class. Their spine's been absolutely outstanding all year. Um, and like we just spoke about before, the time they run to perfection, they haven't got many bumps and bruises in the team. Um, and then when, once you think, you, you know, you, you nullified one of their threats, another one sticks up. So I just think they've got too much in the tank. Um, and I'm just probably going to say by seven, I reckon. Sorry, and mate. Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill. Uh, Wado? Yeah, I lean towards Penrith too, just because you know, it looks to me from their performance last week that they've got a little bit more in them. They're, they're trending up. And not to say that Para haven't got a great performance still left in them. I just think they're just, they're there, right? They need just one more effort, one more effort. Um, so I lean towards Penrith. I've been asked for a um, left field Clive Churchill. And I've, at the start of the week, I said Brian Toll. Mm. Just because I love the work he does out of the backfield. He might not get it, but I'll tell you what, he'll have 20 carries and almost go for 200 metres. They're just dynamite, those mm. those players out of the backfield with Penrith. But yeah, I, I I lean towards Penrith, but I do give Parra a chance. I just think they their artillery, they have the strike to trouble Penrith's defence, which a lot of teams don't. So I just think it's going to be a cracking game. But I'm, I'm leaning towards Bender. All right, Wado, we love you, mate. Enjoy the off-season. Thanks, Maroon. Thanks for having me. Woodsy, great work on the red carpet, old son. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And we'll see you in the course of the year. Would you be in Maroon seat next year hosting this? Or? Oh, oh no, 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 yeah. No, no, we're getting ahead of it. say one thing. Let's just hope we're not talking about the refs on Monday. <laughs> oh, hey? mate. You have got a little bit of an issue there. Uh, all right, we'll leave it there. And grand final scrum, good luck to your team on the weekend. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.